Good morning. Thank you. 
I don't know if there's going to be a. Did, did Julia talk to you about the? Okay, I don't know if there's going to be a Sunday school class for the little ones because Julia and Gabriel are out this morning. So there will probably be just uh, the older class. So you should probably all be all dismissed. And, They're trying to get warm. Thy holy mountain, 
praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. And uh, it says, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. The word of God is lifted up above even his name. There's, there's a reason for that. And of course, we could probably, if we wanted to, uh, do a search and, and if, if we're that much uh, interested, uh, if, if, we're, if we're intrigued in that manner, then yes, we will find out there's a reason why uh, the Word of God does state that, that's a, that this is a, a truth, this is a fact about His Word. And uh, you would be surprised. That's why I believe this book is not just any book. It is the book. <laughs> and uh, so, so we we come to a, we come to an understanding, and, and we see that, and uh, uh, when we take a look at the Word of God of what we have right now, just to kind of break it down just a little bit, uh, and then we could probably try to put it into perspective. But any person that approaches anybody that studies the Bible, uh, any theologian, does it make a difference if you're somebody that considers yourself an expert at it? Uh, of course, we have people that uh, embark in studies and, and, and everything, and, and they, they label themselves because of their extensive uh, experience and knowledge. They call themselves doctors and all this kind of stuff. Praise God. The world has a system, but God has a system also. And uh, so, so for us to be able to come to that place where we can understand, where we can hear, where we can receive, where we can be taught, where we can receive instruction. When we receive instruction, what happens is when instruction comes to us, in instruction, what's what's embedded in instruction is this, knowledge and wisdom. Mm -hmm. Knowledge and wisdom, truth, all these, all these uh, words that we can describe the word of God, you know, truth, wisdom, knowledge, uh, you name it, it, it it's, it's all, it's all right there, it's all uh, uh, contained in, in the word itself. But there's, there's three aspects of God's word. I want you to listen to this. Everybody ready for this? There's three, there's three ways or there's three aspects of God's word. First, we have the written word. Right here. What we call the Bible. The written word of God. Of course, we established that. It's a written word. We went through that. That uh, holy men uh, of old spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So in other words... The Lord spoke to them. They just took dictation, and they just they just wrote the word. That's how, uh, you, you know, uh, going back into history and going and studying things about history. Uh, we've all been there before. We went to school. We understood uh, we understood like world history and all the history involved. About, you know about us and, and where we come from and all you know scientific history. But you ever notice that we wouldn't have it unless somebody wrote it down, right. unless somebody recorded it. Unless somebody kept some kind of account of it, we would we wouldn't even know, would we? Yeah. We would be ignorant. 
we wouldn't understand. But I'm glad somebody wrote it down. Uh, I, I don't have too much, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm, I'm not too great on oral history. A lot of people talk about oral history, but you know what's wrong with oral history? <clears throat> Some, somewhere down the road, it might have been, you know, revised. Amen. Somebody might have added their, you know, somebody might have shared a story that was had truth in it, but yet along the line, somebody might have added it, you know, mm -hmm. or taken from it. Mm -hmm. And so oral history doesn't sit too, it's, it's not something that I would have, uh, doesn't have validity, doesn't, I'm, I'm not confident with oral history. That's why the written word is something that's yeah. important, of course, because that's one of the first things we have. The written word, mm -hmm. the written word, we have it, the Bible, okay? Then the spoken word, mm -hmm. what we do when we read the word about, what do we do when we, uh, if, if you were here Friday night, you would have enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Because we are talking about the, the Bible, and, and you know what? The written word became the spoken word. Mm -hmm. And, and then, we, then as a result of, of the written word being spoken, you know what it becomes? It becomes the living word. Thus, the written word, the spoken word, the living word. Amen. You know what we're doing right there? We're following his example. Amen. We're following his example because that's just basically how the, the Lord, how God reached into our lives was through his word. Right. And, and he followed, he, he followed even his own, if I want to say it that way, his own law, his own structure. And, and we're, we, we've come under, you know, the authority of that. And that's why we're here. We're here to, to hear his word. So it's important for us to understand that uh, the written word, the spoken word, and the living word. Uh, so I, I, want, I want you to understand something about God's word. Now, we know that the word has come from him. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll present to you scriptural, scriptural information concerning that, but I want you to understand, for us to be able to tie into everything that, about God, His Word, and when we, when we talk about His Word, it, it, fused inside that, fused inside that is this, is, is to understand that when we understand His Word and our approach to His Word, we also uh, come to a place of understanding what it is that his word does have authority his word does have power Hallelujah. oh man I tell you what I don't have enough time to even go there but if I did I, I, I would bring it out in such a way where you would understand just exactly that word and authority and power that even how it applies to us our having it our not having any of it, a lack of it. We don't understand that, we, we don't comprehend it because we haven't applied ourselves to it. We haven't subjected ourselves to trying to, like the Bible study, like the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God. We have to study to show ourselves approved. And we can come to an understanding, that's the reason why why is it for some particular reason we have a Bible? Huh? Because God wanted us to know. He wanted us to understand. So I want you, I want you to understand these facts about the, the, the Word of God, okay? The Word of God, when, you, when we talk about the Word of God, it's connected to, you're going to find out it's connected to His authority, and it's also connected to His throne. Okay? Does everybody understand that so far? Okay. 
Right? Everybody understanding that? That's that's fine. That's good. If you if you just hold that, if you hold that in your mind, okay. So uh, here's some facts. God's throne, God's throne, is established on authority. His throne is established on authority. The acts of God issue from His throne. Okay. The acts of God issue from his throne. And his throne is established in his authority. Okay? So we understand that. We know, of course, look what we read in the Bible. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the supreme. He is the highest. You can't go any higher than him. Woo! That's why I'm glad I have connection with him. Okay? So listen to this. All things are created through God's authority. Amen. Okay, so I say it again. All things are created through God's authority. That's a fact. That's truth. All things are created through God's authority. And, and, and uh, all physical laws of the universe are maintained by his authority. Now, I, I, I could get into the scripture and I could present to you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture that <clears throat> speaks about this. And we will. We'll get into a little bit of it. But I'm just, I'm reading, you, reading to you some facts about what we're talking about, okay? So, <clears throat> so all things are created through God's authority and all physical laws of the universe are maintained by his authority. Okay, now I want you to understand something about, about him. Okay, you go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 1. And uh, go to uh, verse number, well, let's go, go get to Hebrews chapter 1 first. I might want to uh, veer off into some other scriptures there. Well, 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 we'll start with verse number 1. We'll just do a little Bible reading, if that's all right with you this morning. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 1, it says, God, who at sun-dry times, that, of course, this is archaic English, sun-dry times, that means at all times. All times. As long, you know what? Sun-dry means as long as the sun's shining. So it's at all times. All right? God, who at sun-dry times and in divers' manners, Spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, uh, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Uh, here's another. Here's another thought. Bury this in your mind. God always has a designated authority or a delegated authority mm -hmm. that He speaks to. Okay, and that's what we see here. Has in these last days spoken unto us by his. By his son, whom, now look what he says. By whom, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. You see that? Mm -hmm. so, so we see that. Here we're talking about the authority of his, of his word. And, you know, remember we said he created all things. All things were created through God's authority, and all physical laws of the universe are maintained by his authority. So we see this. Uh, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. By his 
authority, the authority of his word, word, okay? Who being the brightness of his glory, speaking about Jesus, and the express image of his person. Now look what it says about him. And upholding all things by the word of his power. Upholding all things by the word of his power. You know what that means? That means, uh, um, praise God, that uh, upholding all things by the word of the power of his authority. So even Jesus, even the man Jesus, subjected himself, and guess what? He, he upheld everything by the word of his power. You know why? Because he understood authority. He, he understood where authority came from. Here's a, here's a good, uh, I won't charge you for this. This is a freebie. When you learn how to respect authority, huh? It's important for you to learn how to respect authority. If you if you do not respect authority, you know what you are? You're a transgressor. You're a usurper. You do your own thing. That's in human nature. We want to do our own thing. Huh? Human nature is like that. We want to go off and do our own thing. Hey, you know what you are? You're a transgressor. You're transgressing God's word. You're transgressing his authority. And you've become a usurper. You have overridden his word. And everybody thinks they can get by with it. Wow. No, we can't. Okay? So that's, that's one thing I want you to, to understand. Now, now listen to this. God's authority represents God himself. Pay attention. God's authority represents God himself. Whereas his power stands only for his acts. Pay attention to that. God's authority represents God himself. Whereas his power only represents his acts. Or, or what he does. Alright? I'll put that together for you here in a moment. Just hold on. I just want you to understand this. Okay? So, his authority represents himself his power only stands for his acts okay authority is a tremendous thing authority is a tremendous thing in the universe you know why i say that because right now the universe is functioning on god's spoken word his authority god put order in creation god put everything in its place and everything is functioning by his word we'll get to that shortly here so, authority is a tremendous thing in the universe. <clears throat> Nothing overshadows it. Nothing overshadows it. It is there, therefore imperative for us who desire to serve God to know the authority of God. Woo. It's imperative. If we want to know God, guess what? We need to know his authority. You ever wonder why we connect him? We use how many of you when you when you pray are you know like it says we are going to as we, we proclaim him, we declare him, we profess him as what? Lord. Lord. You know what that word means? Lord. Supreme, but then you know what it means? He who is in control. 
He's in control of your life. If you if you want him to be in control of your life, he will be in control of your life. Huh? But if you don't, if you don't want to profess him, Lord, guess what? You're, you're going to be exposed to your own chaotic will and life. There's going to be no order. Okay? Pay attention. I hope I'm not going over anybody's head. Everybody understand? Okay. So, it is therefore imperative for us who desire to serve God to know the authority of God. Okay? Now, here's, here's, here's a main point now. Here's a very main, main point. I want you to understand it. So, so, open up both your ears. Sin against power is more easily forgiven. Sin against power is more easily forgiven than sin against authority. Huh? Pay attention to that. Sin against power is more easily forgiven than sin against authority. Remember I told you, authority is God. Authority is his acts. I mean, power is his acts. So sin against power is more easily forgiven than sin against authority. There has to be a, there's a distinction between the two. I swear a lot of people today say, oh, it's okay, we can go ahead and do that. No. You're sinning against his word, his power, but you know what? You're also sinning against him. You've got to make it right with him. Right. Who are we to try to, to attempt to change his word? That's right. We cannot change his word. We established it already. It's the same. It will always be the same. Nothing will ever change. Everything's been spoken into place. Who are we to try to say it's okay and insert our insert our uh, how we you know our, our understanding our our, our thinking and we, we try to infer we can't Woo! a lot of people says you know there's there's a lot of issues even amongst apostolic ranks oh that's not a heaven and hell issue certain things. It's not a heaven and hell issue, but wait on the day. Guess what? You may sin against his power, but if you sinned against authority, wait for the day that you stand before his throne. Then you're going to have to give an account. Mm -hmm. To be on the safe side, I would just rather go by his word and, instead of something what somebody else said. That's right. Amen. You got that? And, and a lot of people... They, they want to be able, you know, they want to be, you know, they compromise with that. They say, oh, it's okay. You know why? Because I'm a, saint, I'm a child of God. Yeah, but you're not God. Yeah. There's a big difference. Hallelujah. I, I found out the hard way that when I tried to resist my dad's authority, I thought, hmm. Guess what I found out? Hey, he still had the, all of the authority. <laughs> and we used to say, instead of, uh, you know, we, we say the greatest fear uh, is the old man. Why? Because he, you know what, and, and, and uh, don't get, you know, I'm not trying to draw a negative picture of my dad. He was an abuser. He was a discipline, right. disciplinarian. He disciplined us when we needed discipline. Big difference, but you know what? When we try to go against authority, guess what? He put us right back in our place. Mm -hmm. 
Same thing with God, because you know what? Those are his principles. That's right. Okay? So sin against power is more easily forgiven than sin against authority, because the latter is sin against God himself. So let that settle in your minds here. So let it settle in your minds. So here, here we have, you know, God's word. And I want you to understand the importance of God's word. That it's it's vitally important to us. And and of course we have the, the three uh, manifestations or the three aspects of his word, the written word, spoken word, the living word. I want you to understand something about his word, okay? Uh, go with me to John chapter one. <clears throat> This is, this is a famous one. <clears throat> this is something that hopefully we all understand by now. All right? <clears throat> Look what it says. In, in John chapter 1 and, and verse number 1, the Gospel of John, it says, uh, In the beginning was the Word. Does everybody see that? In the beginning was the Word. I'm getting warm up here now. Hope everybody else is getting warm. And the Word was with God. In the beginning was the Word. Does everybody see that? And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So how, how can we separate God from His Word? We can't. He is the Word. He was the Word. Okay, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The word with God and the Word was God. So we, we take a look at this, and if we want to break it down, I'm going to concentrate just on one particular word, and that's the word, word, W-O-R-D. If you look in the Greek, the, the word means this. In, in the Greek, because that's what the New Testament's written in, the word, word, the Greek word for word is logos. Logos, L-O-G-O-S, logos, Okay. So if, if, if we want to be technical about what that is, Logos means this. It means thought or, or plan. It was God's thought or plan. Okay? So if we, if we want to just kind of inject this, we can say, in the beginning was the plan. And the plan was with God, and the plan was God. Huh? Or if we want to use the word thought, we can say, in the beginning was the thought. Mm -hmm. And the thought was with God, and the thought was God. Amen. So we see it, it, it has a, it, the, the, the context of it is, is beautiful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's got beautiful meaning because that's, you know, how can you separate God from his word? You cannot. It, it, he is because of you know, who he is, you know. So here's the thing. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we understand that. Um, God, in the beginning, in the beginning, knew what he was doing. So, so we, just, we just reflected from that scripture in the book of Hebrews that he upholds everything by the word of his power. Is that what we just read? Okay, he, he, he upholds everything by... The word of his power. Upholding all things by the word of the power 
of his authority. He's of all, of all. So in other words, what God spoke, what God spoke, guess what, is, is what it is right now. He's upholding everything by the word of his power. When he spoke, did you realize this? In, in the book of Genesis, in chapter 1, you read in, in the book of Genesis, chapter 1. Now listen to this. In, 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 in the verse number 3, verse 6, verse 9, verse 11, verse 14, verse 20, verse 24, verse 26, verse 29. There's three words that are mentioned there in those verses that I just quoted to you in Genesis chapter 1. And you know what those three words are? And God said. So, so here he took his word. Now, let me, let me just kind of uh, tie this into, let, let's kind of bring it to where you and I can understand it. All of us in, in here, when, when we went to, you know, if we, if we want to engage in some kind of uh, plan or we're making plans for certain things, you all know what we're talking about. If you got a plan to do something, you know what? How, how do you how do you uh, approach that plan? Or what? what how, how do you how do you, how are you able to come up with a plan unless you think about it first? So what happens is, uh, for example, you know, I, I I want to be able to to uh, build a certain uh, uh, maybe maybe piece of furniture or whatever. And, but in order to get this thing to, to come to reality, it's, I have it right here in my mind. It's in my mind. This is my. This is what I, a picture of it in my mind. This is what I, I, I want this to, to be. And, and, and in order to build this, there's certain things I have to do. I have to come up with some plans, don't I? I have to come up, come up to uh, what it's going to look like and even the dimensions and, and the colors. All, so many things involved in this plan. But I think about it and where is it? Where is it? Where is it created at? Right up here, mm -hmm. in our minds. You all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Uh, this is what it's going to look like. But but how? You know. So so in your mind, you begin to put it all together. This is how it's going to be. It's, it's in the thought process. And that's the way it was with God. It was in the thought process. In the beginning, was God, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. So it was in his thought process. But there was a day that it came out of his thought process and it became a reality. How did that become a reality? The Bible says, and God said, let there be, let there be. So he went down, you know, one by one and, and proclaiming and declaring that, hey, I'm going to get it out of my thought and I'm going to put it into action. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want you to understand this because, you know, it's, it's, it's to be able to know what, you know, to come into subjection to God's word. I want you to understand this. Uh, in, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse number 11, if you go there, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 11, look what the Apostle Paul, we get little, we get little uh, pieces of evidence about God and, and things that God went through. Uh, amen in, in, in his time It doesn't say exactly when It doesn't say when But we know it happened in God's mind Okay but look what it says In, in Ephesians chapter 1 In verse number 11 it says In whom also 
We have been, we have obtained an inheritance. We have obtained an inheritance. But look what he said. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him. We were predestinated according to his purpose. Did you realize this? The Lord seen us sitting here in this service even before this world was created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can you wrap your mind around that? Yeah. Huh? This is 2020. 2020. Maybe this is the year that vision is going to be restored. 2020. <laughs> uh, spiritual vision, hopefully. Yeah. Hey, that's a theme, isn't it? Praise God. But here's the Lord. Before all this happened, guess what? In his mind, he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call me a people. We weren't even thought of. Huh? We weren't even a molecule. We weren't even a cell. He said, I'm going to call me a people. I'm going to put this thing together. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give them an inheritance. So, so we see this. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him. According to his purpose. Okay, look what he says. Who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. After the counsel of his own will. In other words, God... Work this out in his mind. He counseled, he counseled his own will. He said, this is how I'm going to do it. Any of you ever do that? Mm -hmm. huh? Any of you ever work out plans? You say, this is how I'm going to do it. You're talking to yourself. Amen. People look at you and say, hey, he's crazy. <laughs> huh? We all do it, don't we? Amen. This is how I'm going to do it. My wife, and I, my wife says something. What do you say? Are you talking to me? I said, no, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> Why? Because I'm working it out in my mind. The counsel of my own will. God spoke this and, and he said this is how I'm going to do it and that's what he said it, it came from his mind and guess what he said it's, it's coming from my thoughts so now I'm going to make it reality now I'm going to speak it and God said so now it has been spoken alright now I want you to understand something uh, you know when I, when I worked in the, in the treatment program we had an interesting presentation given by a doctor. Uh, and she talked about uh, our, our physical, our physical uh, makeup, what, who we are. And we, she talked about our body. Did you know that our body is, uh, and I can't remember the exact percentage, but it's in the 80s, uh, 86, 87% water. Mm. Did you know that none of our bodies consist mm -hmm. of 86% water? Yeah. And she said, uh, you know what? It's important for us to keep our bodies hydrated because water is our life. Mm -hmm. If we don't keep our bodies hydrated, guess what happens? We become dehydrated. Mm -hmm. She said, but here's the interesting thing. People don't realize this. She said, this is, this is the power of our being. This is our human body. This is our human spirit. This is the power we have in us as human beings. Did you know that when you talk, she said, when you talk, you release uh, a certain percentage of humidity or water from your body. She said, it's been proven. 
there have been there have been videos taken of people when they talk, and you can see this, and, and special cameras caught these little pieces of mist coming out of a person's body. Release. And she said, the only way that happens is when that person talked. So when they put their thoughts into action and they spoke, guess what? They released that. Their words came out in the form of a mist. Mm. Amen. Are you holding that? Mm. Hold on to that. So here, here, here's the thing. Words, when the words are in us, they're in our mind, okay? Like God said, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the thought, was the plan. And the word was with God and the word was God. So he, he had that housed in his being. It was abiding in his being, but for him, for him to be able to release the power that he had within his, his thought, his plan, he had to speak. Amen. And so when he spoke, guess what? It became, it became a reality. It was transferred. It became a power release. We say that to ourselves. We we uh, uh, self prediction. We say certain things. Oh, I don't. I'm not. I don't feel good today. Huh? You know what you're doing? You're releasing that negative power. Did you know what the Bible says? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. So we say, oh, you know, you know why so many people are sick, and I, I know people. We 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 become afflicted, and we. You know, we, we, you know, we, we suffer infirmities, but a lot of times it's because, oh, somebody's getting, and here, here's a good example. Yeah. Oh, the family's all sick over there. Oh, I'm not feeling good. Did you have contact with that family? No, but I'm just not feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're releasing what you're confessing. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm up there in age, and I go through certain things, and I feel certain things come upon me, but you know what I say? Mm -hmm. No! That's right. Jesus' name, Amen. no! Yes. Yes. You're not going to overcome me. That's right. We were just talking about that the other day. Why is it some of the younger generation is so susceptible to all these sicknesses mm -hmm. and all these viruses? And when we were young, we were exposed to a lot. Guess what? We were healthy as a horse. Right. Huh? Played in the dirt, huh? Played in the grand grime where all those germs, all those viruses, guess what? We maintained. We were healthy. We were healthy as a horse. We weren't looking to get sick. We were looking to having a good time. Amen. Yeah. But today's world's different. They're all looking for the worst. That's right. Huh? We're all believing the worst. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just using this as an example. So we see that. Okay. And God said. And it was so. So it was established through his spoken word. So as a result of him, it being established by spoken word, it became a living word. Now you got me? Amen. It became a living word. It actually became a reality. If you don't believe me, let's take a look at some statements. Let's go to uh, Psalms 19. And look what it says here in Psalms 19. This is a beautiful passage of scripture. And uh, you'll see it here. Uh, in Psalms 19 and it says it says this in, in verse number 1 through 4 it says the heavens declare the glory of God what we see out here okay and the firmament showeth his handiwork 
man, now we see it. Yeah. Now we see God's thought. We see his plan. We see his creative works. His creative word. Day unto day utter a speech. However long ago that was, a lot of people like to speculate and throw in millions and millions and millions of years. Where they get that figure, I don't know. Right. But I know mankind is not that old. That's right. We're not that old. So if we think about since we've been here on, on, the, on, on, on this planet, on, on Earth, obviously what happened before then in creation, we don't know the, the amount of time that have took place before all this came into existence. We don't know that. Why do we see, want to uh, infer or in, insert something that, oh, billions and billions of years, eons ago. Well, were you there? <laughs> right. No. Well, how do you know? Right. How do you know the precise day, the precise hour, the precise minute, the precise second that God did all this? Well, he said, and God said, it was spoken into existence. And you know what? It's still being said. We have a, we have a, a custom in our Lakota tradition. Whenever, whenever there is a critical moment and, and, and something has to be basically resolved, what they would do, and, and here they are, they're, they're at, the, at the table and they're talking about certain things and it's a, it's a very controversial issue. It has, something has to be resolved. So you know what they do? Uh, they'll look to an elder and, and they'll ask an elder, what do you think? And, and when the elder stands up to, to be able to express their, their, their input, and, and usually it's, it's you know, uh, there's, there's knowledge, I mean, there's wisdom in, in the input that they're sharing. And, and when they get done sharing what they feel needs to be done, you know what they say? They say, ho! I have spoken. You know what that means? I have said it, that's the final word. That's it. It's gone out of my mouth. It's settled. Whole. I have spoken. Can't say no more. Ever since God spoke everything into creation, everything into existence, you know what he said? And I'm just I'm just inserting somebody, something in here. He said, whole. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I have spoken, and this is the way it's gonna be. Everything is gonna go be everything is going to exist. This universe, its order, its life is going to exist by my creative word. And if you don't believe me, look what he states in Genesis chapter 1. Everything's been put in its place. Everything has its purpose. huh? Mm -hmm. Times and seasons. Mm -hmm. All that put in its place. And guess what? Uh, and I'll prove it to you. This, word is, this world is still going by his word. Because why would I say that? Day unto day utter speech and night unto night show with knowledge, okay? There is no speech, no language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out throughout all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun. So on and so on. Praise God. And uh, uh, you read here, well, if you want to go there with me, it's up to you uh, in, in chapter 97 of Psalms. 
look, look what it says here in chapter 97 of Psalms. Uh, yeah, just, just let me kind of uh, remember or, or remind everybody, we're talking about God's authority, His Word. It's still the same. Never changed. So in Psalms uh, 97, verse number 6, it says, The heavens declare His righteousness. The heavens declare His righteousness. You know what? We're seeing God's righteousness. The heavens declare it. We're seeing His works. They're righteous work, isn't it? Aren't they? God set everything. There's a purpose for everything. So everything is serving its purpose. Everything is in place. His righteousness. His order. His plan. Man. In it, we move and we live and we have our being. Praise God. Okay? You know what's good? You know what's good about this? Here, here's the grace of God. Even though some of us do not acknowledge Him, He still lets us live. That's right. Wow. He still lets us abide. And, and you know, here's the thing. We wake up every morning, we see it, we experience it, get up early every morning, and uh, go outside, just take a real nice deep breath of fresh air. Why is it? Because of God's Word. Amen. And you can see that sunrise coming up, and you can see everything. You can see the expanse of sky. You can look at his creation. You can look at the trees. You can look at all that. And go, wow. That's powerful. They're, they're still living. Huh? Why? It's because his word is living. His word is alive. Okay? So, so we understand that. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Just hold on here. Hebrews chapter 11. So we see that in, in, in when, we, when we search the scripture... When we search the scripture, we see in, in uh, all these examples in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 3, it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. They were framed. They were built by his word. Everything was put in its place. Wow. So that Things which are seen were made of things which do not, which do appear. Does anybody know what that means? No. Even from something that existed, because nothing existed. God created it out of nothing. Huh? He's, he's, he has one over us. That's right. You know, I was in the construction for years. Did a lot of flat work. And you know what we would do? We would pour foundations, footings, sidewalks, uh, driveways, parking lots. We would do all this flat work. And, and, and you know what? If we were like God, I would say, let there be a foundation right here. And I would speak the dimension and boom. If I was like God, I'd be able to do that. Out of nothing, boom. But you know what we do? We had to do, we had to use material. Yeah. I had to use a form and a footing to, to make, you know, make it a certain size, a certain dimension. And, and, and we had to call the concrete truck so that concrete can come. And we had to pour it in there. And we had to, you know, do whatever we can to form that, that mud, that concrete. We had those materials. 
But here's God. He said, I'm just going to speak it into existence. Are you, are you understanding what I'm Amen. saying? That is the power of his so through faith we understand that the worlds were made were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were, were not made of things which do appear. In other words, it all came from nothing. Wow. Kind of hard to believe, man. We have this. Somebody made this. Little scrawny pulpit. <laughs> Somebody made the pew you're sitting on. Hallelujah. But you know what it says about him? He made all things. Yeah. <laughs> That's the power of his word. Okay. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 16. All right. Okay. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 16. So... We see and we, we uh, kind of get an idea, hopefully. It says in verse number 16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. All things were created by him. In other words, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones, our dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him and he is before all things and by him all things consist that's the that's the power of his word everything of course he has he has created everything he has put in in, in this place and even he goes on to say, listen to this. Thrones, thrones, or dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him. So all these we see, all, all these are there as a result of that. How he structured, how he put everything in place and and a lot of times we we fail to see the the work of God we fail to see how he just everywhere we go everything that we see everything that we touch everything in our life you know is is all a result of his spoken word wow. you know I, I I'm a I've done uh, very uh, in-depth uh, studies in eschatology. Those of you that know what eschatology is, I've been involved with that. Been involved with that since uh, I think around 19. I'm going to say 1985, 1986. Been that long. And uh, basically, as, as a result of the Lord revealing his word to me, and, and uh, just took it from there. He just began to lead me into prophecy. 
understanding prophecy, understanding uh, end times, end time events. And uh, back then, you know, back then in, 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 in the Christian world, a lot of a lot of men, a lot of theologians did not have understanding. They, they, their knowledge of it was vague at, at best. They just certain things just weren't. Uh, we, we could not see. We did not. You know, we were trying to put things together. We were trying to place things together, but a lot of them didn't realize this: that it wasn't God's time. There was a time when He was going to take the seal off the book concerning end times, so that we can come to the understanding and, and we didn't see that so what we would do is we would we would you know put certain things in certain places and it wasn't even <clears throat> even uh, as far as his word was concerned it didn't line up with his his word <clears throat> and so as a result you know different teachings on end time events uh, obviously made their way into uh, the church world and and and, and here's the thing uh, a lot of them were different than others. There was always a, a difference in, in the way that they taught it, <coughs> interpretation. And, and of course, when you do that, when, when, when man tries to put himself in that place to try to, to, to apprehend or pursue that, and it's not God-given. Are you listening to me? Amen. It's not God-given. You can get into some, you can get into a mess. And it created uh, so much division amongst believers. So much, and saying, "Oh, this is these are the three uh, 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 these are the three theories of the end times, and and all this kind of stuff." So there was always a and everybody arguing who's right, who's right. But here's the thing: they weren't paying attention to his word. They were just seeking out something they thought was, you know, that they they figured that well, this is the way it's going to be. But you know what? It wasn't even God's time. And so, so here, here was this, here was this controversy, and here was this disagreement, and and you know what? God doesn't want His people to be divided. You know, Jesus said that a house divided cannot stand. So how do we take care? How do we take care of all this? How do we take care of all the dissension, all the division, all the separation? How do we take care of that through His Word? His Word will bring us to a place where we can. Receive the understanding. You know why a lot of people do not understand God's authority? It's because it's never been revealed to them. It's never been revealed to them. They've never had that revelation. And that's the whole reason uh, of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to, the Bible says, will lead us and guide us into all truth. So if we allow the Spirit of God to lead us, and when He leads us, He's going to lead us into all truth. We're going to, at one moment in, in our life, we're going to receive a revelation, an understanding. It's just going to hit you and it's going to go boom, and the Word is going to come alive, and you're going to see it so clearly, and you're going to say, man, that was so beautiful. But you know what? When that happens, you know what we have to do? We have to humble ourselves. Amen. We have to subject ourselves to the authority of his word because guess what? We're not right. He is. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's where the problem lies with a lot of, you know, 
people that are sincere, that love God. It's just that we've got to come to that place where we can allow his word to have that liberty and that uh, preeminence, that, that, you know, authority in us. I remember going to a, a prayer vigil. It was interdenominational and and there we there we were there we we were there for the music and all this and so we were there and, and and got into an interesting conversation with a lot of different ones there a lot of them of course were talking about oh this world's not a good place and I, you know yes yeah because of the way that the bible says <clears throat> because of the love of many shall wax cold iniquity shall abound we're seeing that oh this world's going to get worse and and, you know, certain movies were coming out back then. That was probably back in the 80s, 90s, whenever that was, Armageddon. And, uh, you know, yeah, certain things like that. They're saying, man, and, and, and the world's falling to pieces and global warming and all this. We're, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I said, and they said, well, what do you think, Reverend? What do you think is going to happen? I said, well, I said, I said, well, one thing I know, he's going to keep this world until he comes. That's right. Yeah. They said, where is that in the scripture? I said, I, 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 my, my, I have this assurance. I, I believe what the Bible says, and and, and I quoted them this scripture, and, and this is out of First Peter or Second Peter chapter three verse seven. It says, "But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store." Amen. In other words, God's going to keep everything right the way it is right now until He comes. That's right. Amen. Then everything is it's gonna get it's gonna get real bad, folks. It's gonna get bad. Mm -hmm. And you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you really believe that? Amen. And I, I, I was astounded because I was kind of like, well, but don't you? <laughs> You're supposed to be a believer, don't you? Do you really believe that? I said, yes, I do. You know why? You know why? Because I'm going by what he said. Amen. Amen. Not by what everybody else is saying. That's right. But by what he said. Amen. See, that is, that is, you, you ever, uh, certain scripture that, that gives us a little uh, insight, a little hint, you know. Submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will exalt you in due time. Why? Submit ourselves to his, his power, to his authority. Yeah. There's going to be a time when God is going to exalt us. We're going to be lifted up. Why? Because we submit. We obey. Amen. We humble ourselves. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. See? That's how much the word has to have that preeminence and that authority in us because there's so many today that are taking this word and you know what they're trying to do they're trying to dissect it mm -hmm. they're trying to tear it apart and they're trying to say hey it's not relevant for us today right. authority 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 the general consensus amongst humanity is this. Everybody right now, and this is, this is a fact, this is the truth. I know this because, you know, I'm in the counseling field. 
uh, I know what goes on and everything like that, but you know what the general consensus is? The Bible is nothing. God is nothing. Huh? Even in the church, the, what we're saying right, right, right here, let me, tell, let me tell, think about this. What we're saying right, right here, what we're sharing with you, the word, it's imperative for us to obey. Okay? Not because, you know, we're not trying to force you, but it's imperative for, for us to obey God's will. You know why? Because if we obey his word, we're going to find out we're going to receive eternal life. That's right. So here, here we are, and, and, uh, and this is, this is kind of uh, where we are. And, uh, when we talk about his word and, and, and everything pertaining to his word, and, and uh, man, I tell you what, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer in what was... Uh, you know, we, we, we talk about uh, revival. We talk about what it is to go back and experience <laughs> experience uh, the move of God in our lives. And, and, and we're trying to do it. We're, we're trying to uh, experience all this. We're trying to, you know, have this move of God. And you know what we're doing? We're, 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 we're ignoring his word. We're ignoring that it's only going to be as a result of us coming to that understanding and acknowledging his, his word. And, and once we do, once we do, you know, we, we will, because the precedent has been already established. The precedent. It's already been established. We're we're so far on this side of Calvary, on 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 the the birth of the church. We're way we're two thousand years later. Uh, uh, this is two thousand and twenty, and 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 guess what? It will be about another thirteen years, give or take a few years, that it'll be two thousand years since his his crucifixion, his passion. Resurrection. That's how far we are on this side of it. Mm -hmm. So everything that we talk about, and like a lot of so-called so uh, theologians like to say, uh, the early church, that was yesterday. Still for today. That's a, that's a far bygone era. Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, they, they had their, that was the beginning, that was the birthday of the church, but guess what? That doesn't pertain to us today. I have a, have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because why would the Bible say? We know for a fact, as as in the book of Malachi, when he said that, he said, I am the Lord. He said, I change not. Mm -hmm. I change not. I'm the same. I haven't changed here. I'm God. Yeah. And and, and, and the scripture says. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. So, so if those two statements kind of give me an idea of God and his mind and his will and his purpose, let me tell you something. 
He hasn't changed. That's right. But the problem is, is, is that we we're the ones that have changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here we are. We're trying to. We're trying to fulfill. We're trying to fulfill His will, but yet we're trying to do it and we're ignoring His word. Mm. You know, I shared this with you. I'm Native American, if you can't tell. <laughs> I'm a, I was born here in South Dakota, born South Central part of South Dakota on the Rosewood Reservation. <clears throat> My parents are, of course, we have uh, Oglala. We have uh, some Oglala in us and some uh, Rosebud, Si Chungu. They call it Si Chungu. And uh, I have a little bit of French because of my, my, my grandfather, my great grandfather. And so I have that little bit of mingling, but I'm mostly all Lakota. That's who I am. You know what? I shouldn't even be up here. Huh? Why would God use a person like me to speak? You know, and I've been preaching this message for since 1985, January 5th of 1985. It's a long time. But the only reason why I, I'm here, and I didn't put myself here. I did not put myself here. Some people want to seek the ministry. Well, that's fine. I never sought the ministry. God called me out. And you know how God called me out? You know how God spoke to me? He spoke to me by personal and personal revelation. He revealed himself to me. And because, you know, and I, and I had that experience, and I thought to myself, and you know how he did it? He did it through his word. He didn't stray from it. He didn't deviate from it. He spoke to me out of his word. When I seen it, you know what? I, I battled with it. And then he came with the second witness. When I seen that second witness, it was like, boom. It finally hit me. Wow. Here comes that light came on. And I thought. Amen. And so when I received it, guess what? Because I obeyed, I received his word. Guess what? He enabled me. Now, of course, I didn't know I had to sit under a man of God for so many years. And I had to learn and I had to get acquainted with the word. I didn't know that. But you know what? Uh, when he revealed himself to me and his purpose in my life, here I was. You know, by nature, I shouldn't be up here. But here I am. Here I am. I'm here preaching the word of God. But you know what? What I'm preaching is not what I think that I should deliver to you. Okay? Everybody listening? Amen. I'm not preaching what I feel that you should learn. I'm not preaching my agenda. That's right. My conviction. You know what I'm preaching to you? I'm preaching the word. Amen. And so as a result of him revealing his word to me, here I, and, and I, I take that, and you know what? I, I turn, I turn around, and I present it to you. Preach it to you. Teach. Why? Because the revelation God gave me. You know what Jesus said? Ye shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or not. Amen. Whether I speak of myself or whether I speak of God, you're gonna know the you're gonna find out, huh? Mm -hmm. 
So, so, and I'm saying all this is, is, is because it's important for us to understand the nature that how God brought his word to us. When he brought his word to us, it was because he wanted us to obey his word, submit to his word. And once we did, guess what? We obey his authority and we submit to his authority. Amen. Why? Because, so I think about that. In in second uh, first Thessalonians chapter uh, chapter two, uh, I came across this. I used this before, and I'll use it again. Uh, verse number twelve. It says uh, that ye walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto His kingdom and glory. That you walk worthy of God, who called you unto His kingdom and glory. Okay. So look what look what Paul says here. This is what Paul said. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. In verse 13. Because when you received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men. See, there is the difference. Mm -hmm. Not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Woo! So here we are. Here we are. We, we come to that place of, of when we received the word. We heard it. Of course, we took the written word. We took the written word. Somebody spoke it. And now it's become alive. Hopefully, when you received it, it became alive in you. Amen. It quickened you. Mm -hmm. That's what the scripture says. Quickened you, made you alive. Why? Because you heard it. Take everything I've, I've shared with you. Take everything I've presented to you. Take all the, the scripture verses that I've presented to you and, and search, search on your own and find out that, that it is the word of God. Find out that it is his word and God is speaking to you and God is revealing himself to you. But you know what? We have to do it in the manner that he has, amen, ordained. So, here we have this. If I remember right, of course, uh, it's been years, forgive me. I have to blow, blow a, a few cobwebs off of my brain. I got up here the other night during the youth group and the sister uh, Dina asked me a question. Man, for the life of me, I just, my mind went blank and I was, I started to kind of get a little panic and I think, oh man, I'm going to get this one wrong. And all of a sudden, it's, thanks for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Because that, that unction came to me so I blurted out my answer. It was right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that made me feel good. Amen. Huh? Yes. But man, for the for the life of me, I was searching. And I was like, man, my mind went blank, and I was thinking, wow, how did that? Any of you ever have that experience? Mm -hmm. yeah. But here, 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 here I am. I, I'm a minister of the gospel. I'm a pastor. Here was our, our youth group. Here was our youth that here that night. And here we were. All, we were all functioning. We were all functioning in the capacity that God 
ordained us to function. Mm. You know, if I wanted to be that kind of person, I'm the pastor, and here are all these children, and here are all these uh, Sister Dean and Brother Dan. They're always here. They, they, they take care of youth service. They do a good job of it. And, and we subject ourselves to their ministry. We subject ourselves to what's going on here. All the games, all the teaching. Here I am. I'm a pastor. I can say, hey, I, don't, I, I choose not to be a part of this. Why? Because I've been there before. Mm. But you know what? I don't want to. That's right. I, I, I want to be a part of it. I want to submit myself to God's authority. Amen. To his delegated authority. Amen. So that's why, you know, I, I stand, you know, amongst our young people and I just I get I involved as get involved as they do. Mm. And you know what? We have a fun Amen. We have a fun time. Yeah. Why am I saying that? Because when we can humble ourselves just like that, when we can humble ourselves, here's the thing, just realize God has structure. Because of his word, this world is, is built upon God's creative word, his structure. Did you realize that the universe right now, if I remember this right, if I remember this right, the orbit of, 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 of the planets in this universe in relationship to all the other uh, uh, universes around this, this particular universe, did you realize the scientists estimated that this universe is, universe is plunging through space Space at the rate of 12,500 miles per hour. Everybody listening? Yeah. And of course, we got job because right now we, we, we don't feel the, the force or the G force. But God, in His wisdom, through gravity, we're just, it's like we're, we're not moving. But did you realize that His creation, all His word is, because of His word, all this creation is moving in unbelievable, at unbelievable speeds and just, just, rotating like this and other other universes rotating at the same time and you know what here's the thing here's the thing they're not even colliding with one another that's right they're maintaining their path they're maintaining their orbit amen why because god said that's right amen, amen. so he has his order he has I always hear this. I'm getting. I'm getting ready. This is this is my next phase of it. I'm just going to give you a little. I'm going to give you a little tidbit. I'm going to give you a little piece of candy. Hopefully that will kind of get you to get. Oh, that's, this is good. This is good. And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, we're always asking. We're always praying. We always want more power. Why is it we always want power? Power hungry people. Huh? Power hungry people. I hear people say, I want to have power with God. Well, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to have power with God. But make sure when you desire that, you approach it with the right spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the right attitude. Mm -hmm. Because if we if we come in, in such a way that we're not coming to submit ourselves to God's power, we're coming because we want to usurp authority, we usurp his power. Guess who did that? Satan. Satan. What happened to him? Down. He's kicked out of heaven. So, so what's the secret? What's the secret to having power? It's pretty simple. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Amen. Humble. Mm -hmm. Humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. Did you realize this? 
that there's so much power in, in right here in the spiritual realm. There's so much power in this congregation right now that is just the spirit of God is just moving. It's just pulsating. There's so much power, but we have to take that. We have to take that. We have to follow the the, the channel in which the spirit is moving, and and in order to for that power to be released, we have to submit ourselves to His authority. There is order, there is instruction right here in the body of Christ where if we want that power, we have to submit ourselves to, to his power, to what's right here. Did you realize this? You know what the Bible says? Paul said this, the head of Christ is who? God. And, and Christ is the head of the church. Is that what he said? So we have God, Christ, the church. All right. Now let's break it down. Okay, now we have we have the church. Now we have Christ, and now we have the church. But here, here is the here is the structured power. We have Christ, ministry, body. Amen. So, in order for His power to be channeled, they have to follow that structure: Christ, ministry, body. Now, here here's the other thing. Even in our homes, there is structure. Mm -hmm. You know how that's structured? Christ, man, woman, family. That's right. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. So that is his ordained power. That's his, the structure that he's placed as far as his power is concerned. Why is it that all of us, we want power, but you know what we're trying to do? We're trying to go beyond what the power God has given us. Yeah. We're trying to reach for somebody else's power. Yeah. God has put you in the place he wants you to be. Amen. And you will have power if you would just submit to where God places you. Mm -hmm. Are you understanding what Amen. I'm saying? Amen. I'm almost done. I always remember my grandma Annie. My grandma Annie. Man, that woman had faith. My grandma was a was a praying woman. You know what? Uh, she passed away in, in April of uh, 1984. She was born uh, at the turn of the, the uh, 20th century. She was born June 25th, 1900. She passed away April of uh, uh, 1984. So she she almost made it to her 84th birthday. 83 years. She became a Christian, or what she thought she became a Christian. Uh, she acknowledged the Lord. She began to, to read the Bible and pray and study and live, you know, a godly life. When she was 12 years old, she turned her life over to the Lord. And my grandfather was there. But of course, my grandfather was old, way older than he was. She was. And uh, anyway, so all those years, she sought the Lord. She read her Bible. That was a, you know what? Uh, if she was here today, she would probably correct me on the way I quote the Bible because she knew that Bible just like she could quote scriptures and she wouldn't miss one word. But here's the thing: when she passed away, and I, I, I never realized this, uh, my 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 sisters were able to go in there, and, and of course, uh, it was before they took her her body to the to the uh, funeral home. Uh, I didn't make it there that night when she passed away. I wish I would have been there. But I wasn't. I was, I was, in route. But my sister said, "You know what?" She says, "When we were in with Grandma and, and they were getting ready to take her to the nursing home, 
of course, they took off the, the hospital garments and they were putting some other stuff on her. She, we were helping them. And she said, you know what we noticed about grandma's knees? And, and, and we said, her knees were callous. She was a praying woman. She was a praying woman. She humbled herself. You know what? It took her 83 years to finally realize that she needed to obey God's word. All those years she read the Bible, all those years she prayed, guess what? God, it kind of reminds me of Cornelius. He said, I, I, I'm, she, he, she's prayed for me. He's prayed for me all these years. So, so you know what? His prayer has come up as a memorial. That's how my grandmother was. She was a righteous person, but she didn't have the Holy Ghost. She wasn't baptized in Jesus' name. And you know what? You know what the Lord did to her? Uh, and she, she was stricken with cancer when she was on her deathbed. The Lord revealed to her that, hey, you, there's something you have to do. Annie, I'm not going to take you home right now. There's something you got to do. When she came back and, and, and uh, you know, out of her sickness and, and, and the Lord revealed to her what she needed to do, you know, she came to me. She said, grandson, I want to be baptized just like Jesus was baptized. Amen. So we took her to Denver, Colorado. We baptized her in the name of Jesus Christ. That was in February, uh, February of that year. In March, when we when she came back home to White River, in March, in the prayer meeting, guess what happened? Grandma received the Holy Ghost, started speaking in another tongue. Amen. But you know what she did? She humbled herself. And that woman had power with God. She humbled herself. All of us in here. We can humble ourselves. If we want power with God, we need to humble ourselves to his authority, to his word. That's how we receive power. That's how we receive the power of God. So, praise God. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for coming here. And I'm glad it warmed up in here. Man, it's freezing. What happened to heat wasn't on when I came this morning. Prayer this evening at 6. Service starts at 6.30. Hoping to see all of you back in here this evening. Have a good day. God bless you. You're dismissed. Greet one another in Jesus' name.